0: So, Beth, we are here to discuss the 11th episode of Selfie.
1: It is the 12th episode. What? It's the 12th episode.
0: That so really tears <laughs> apart. Okay. I was Just going carry to on. call it okay. the 11th episode and liken it to the fact that this is sort of like the 11th hour.
1: You can still do that. It's just well, this is the 12th episode, the
0: <laughs> but it's like the 11th hour of the series because It is. we're right at the end. This is the penultimate episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was also going to talk about the fact how this episode is called Stick in the Mud and it involves a race to a finish line. And this episode in and of itself, it's the penultimate episode. It is kind of a race to a finish line, but similar to the events of the episode, I think that things get a little bit muddy and maybe don't go as smoothly as they could. But that's just my impression. Maybe yours is different.
1: So this is a metaphor I would for say, the episode. Perhaps
0: unintentionally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow.
0: That's all to say that you and I are the hosts of a podcast <laughs> called Self-Evaluation. <laughs>
1: It is a podcast where we discuss every episode of the 2014 sitcom Selfie.
0: Your name is Beth.
1: Yes, it is. Y- you are Evan.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to be talking about, as I've said, the second to last episode. It's called A Stick in the Mud. hmm And you, as our listeners, are going to endure uh, in- it, I guess. <laughs>
1: Wow, wow. Best intro yet. Yeah, I like how you used the word endure when you were introducing our podcast. That's that's good. Hey, listen to me. Talk about selfie. Canceled by ABC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two.
0: So this this is a little bit different. Normally we dive right into like the actual events of the episode itself. I just want to sort of um, preface that a little bit by asking you, what were you expecting for this sort of like second to last installment?
1: Or was I expecting for this episode?
0: Because I mean, I had different, maybe different expectations because my memory of the f- last few episodes of this one and only season, pretty hazy. Mm
1: hmm. Well, I guess, I mean, I've watched it several times, so (laughs) I guess I don't know what my expectations would have been going into it. But um, it is very interesting, knowing that the show was about to be canceled, that they introduce a new character.
0: All I wanted to say, and the reason that I asked that question, is because watching this, it didn't feel like the second-to-last episode, or like the episode prior to a finale,
1: yeah, no, definitely not.
0: Typically, um, in most shows, this would sort of be a raising of the stakes. Things would be really coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case of this particular episode, it didn't feel like it was leading to anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it felt like how the 12th episode would feel if the season was going to be like 20 plus episodes. You know, like, I don't think they were, they were planning for this to be... The penultimate episode.
0: I mean, there's some shows that really make a big deal out of this, and the one that springs to mind first and foremost is The Walking Dead. Like, The Walking okay. Dead really, really over-advertises their mid-season finales. Hmm. Kind of like in in this episode prior to, like, the break, like Christmas and whatnot, when programming gets all messed up, Yeah. this is going to be a really, really important episode. It's going to set the stage for what happens in the following half of the season, mm-hmm. and so as a result, it sort of works as a mini mini climax, like a mini finale. Okay. Hmm. So even still, I feel like there could have been more of a more of a culmination of things.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like
0: I think, I think um, the episode that ends with Eliza and Freddie getting back together. Um, what is it? Imperfect harmony.
1: Uh, yes, I yeah. think
0: that would have been a very good mi- mid-season finale. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. And this is what we kind of talked about, like during the Perestroika one, is that like it sort of seems like things were brought to this place where like we expected a major change, and then we're like literally exactly back where we were before in terms of like how everyone's relating to each other. This felt like a real return to status quo.
0: So all that being said, what is the do you want to set the stage for this episode?
1: Well, I guess this episode, the main things that we see in it are what well, we find out about Eliza's family, which we have not found out about before, and then we also have like our first like real significant interactions between Freddie and Henry.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of how you've been. Um teasing this episode for me personally you've been talking a lot about how like oh henry and freddie this is going to be the episode where there's a lot of back and forth between them um but it definitely doesn't start out that way it starts out Mm -hmm. with uh eliza talking about three geniuses (laughs) which i don't think is really followed up on with
1: No, yeah. I I watched it twice in a row and I was like, yeah, I still don't get this intro. But anyway, yeah.
0: There's a comment about how there's a movie that had Jared Leto in it. Um, This was many years before the Much Reviled Suicide Squad would come out, in which he played the Joker. Um, I will say, Jared Leto, I'm pretty sure, is like an Academy Award winner uh, actor. Is he? For like the Dallas Buyers Club or something.
1: I'm pretty sure he has an
0: Academy Award.
1: That's after 2014 that that came out, right? Yeah, 100%. But I just think
0: it's funny because, yes, he is the front man for 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah. Um, But he's, like, really pivoted into acting in, like, a pretty admirable way.
1: Well, anyway, the the way that that came up is that Eliza gets on the elevator, Henry and a bunch of other people are in there. Henry is really pumped up because they're about to announce the annual Kinder Care Cares for Kinders 10K. And apparently, Henry always wins. And his silhouette is even on the poster.
0: And here's, here's a question, I guess. Because, well, okay. I, his silhouette is on the poster. Um, there's this little comment about how... Um, not a comment. They stop by the front desk. They stop by reception. Mm-hmm. is saying that um, Eliza's sister is looking for her. Yeah. It turns out that Eliza had told Henry that her family was lost at sea.
1: Lost at sea, yeah. And then... Charmonique, I thought this was funny, Charmonique is like, well, apparently she tom hanks her way back to civilization and here's her number. So Eliza has been lying to Henry and assuming other people as well that her whole family was lost at sea. But actually, she's they're all fine. She's
0: referencing, just for our listeners who don't know, maybe they're not like savvy <laughs> with their film knowledge, she's referencing a film where uh, Tom-Hanks played a character who was at sea um, or lost at sea I think Captain Phillips. Is this a bit? <laughs> Is that not the movie?
1: <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a Castaway reference, which I actually am not sure if I've actually seen Castaway or if I just feel like You've I've not seen, seen Castaway? it because everyone talks about it. I think I've seen like the People made for TV Wilson. version that's like shortened.
0: What's a made for TV version? There was like nothing short. that they needed to like <laughs> censor out of that movie.
1: No, it wasn't necessarily censored. It was just shorter than the real thing. Maybe Let me not. also say, Maybe I love thing. to
0: watch, like rated R movies on TV, okay. because they they censor them a lot. Um, yeah, and there's this one like um compilation on YouTube in which they like have gathered all of these um censored like famous lines. Okay. So you know the, the movie Snakes on a Plane, like Samuel L. Jackson's like famous line from that movie.
1: No, but that's okay.
0: The the line <laughs> is like I'm so tired of these. Mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: And in and what they did was they dubbed it over so that he says, "I'm so tired of these monkey flying snakes <laughs> on this Monday to Friday plane."
1: <laughs> See, that's so much better than the original. Yeah.
0: So, I, I really like this scene because. Henry and Eliza are having a very serious conversation about the fact that Eliza hates her sister and wants nothing to do with her, does not want to interact with her at all, is going to, I guess, lose her number. While this is happening, they're having like a a fairly serious conversation. It's interspersed with comments from Charmonique about how Charmonique hates her brother because her brother (laughs) stabbed her.
1: And she just keeps talking about it, and they just keep like talking over her. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I had to watch like, that one a very couple straight. times. It's very funny. Yeah. So apparently, and how
0: she like she lobbied for the death penalty, but he was a minor, <laughs> and like it really so her parents really overruled. Well. It. Yeah.
1: Because uh, yeah. I
0: think it was like over who got the bottom bunk. Bottom
1: bunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Charmonique. What a life. Yeah. Anyway, so overshadowed by Charmonique's, like actually tragic story is Eliza talking about her tragic story, which is basically that her older sister, Bethany, got all the attention when they were little. All of the pictures were of Bethany. All of her accomplishments were celebrated. And Eliza was just kind of there. So she's always resented her.
0: She had uh, straight A's. She was class president. Mm -hmm. She never farted. And she (laughs) was a pretty crier.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ugh, so annoying.
0: And so uh, just a quick question for you. Did... (laughs) Eliza, have a sister in the musical?
1: Oh, great question. I believe she was an only child in the musical. Yep,
0: that checks out. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, as you were saying, it's interesting to add this character. Um, but I, I thought it was really great. Um, it's always fascinating to watch a sitcom and then have one of the characters reveal like a surprise sibling. Yeah. Because it like frames them in like a whole different light. Mm hmm. Um, anyway. yeah,
1: yeah and up until now I feel like Eliza's backstory has focused on like her in school and stuff like that and we haven't really thought about her family but like there's there's even a line during this first part where Eliza's talking about how um, like all of the pictures were of Bethany and Henry just like very casually was like oh and that's why you um, obsessively document yourself and then like Karen Gillan's face like she does a really good job reacting to that of being like wow like I never thought about that like it was, it was a very interesting little moment, and it was just kind mm. of like slipped in there with everything else. And I was like, huh.
0: Uh, they then have, oh, sorry. So Henry says something that'll come up later, which is that maybe difficult people surface in our lives mm-hmm. for a reason.
1: Yes. So his challenge to her is that she needs to at least hear whatever her sister has to say.
0: Uh, we have a boardroom meeting, and it turns out that the care Care for Kinders 10K... Is boring. It's it's <laughs> it's, said, it's yesterday's much, leftovers or whatever it is.
1: What Sam says is much like sick kids. After a while, is a bit of a bummer.
0: So what they're doing is they're rebranding. They're they're sort of rebooting this whole thing. It is now the Kinder Care Care for Kinders Mud Run. Yes. Uh, which is a pretty clear, I guess, reference to uh, the Tough Mudder.
1: Hmm.
0: But you know what? I hear that. The Tough mutter. one of the things you can do is wear, like, a vest that electrocutes you as you run the race. What, what is that? It's a thumbs down.
1: It's just a thumbs down to the whole thing. So okay. What
0: whole thing? Exercise?
1: <sighs> See, I'm, I'm weighing in my mind now how judgy i want to come across when talking about the tough mutters but i hate them i think they're so dumb how many uh, tough mutters
0: have you run like zero this because i think they're from? stupid <laughs>
1: uh, it just seems it seems like you've got something to prove you know like i don't know i just i don't get it i don't get it feels like too much actually pretty much any themed run i don't like it's like you either run Or you don't run. You don't need to, like, make it fancy. But anyway.
0: So do you run or do you not run?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. I do not run. But I wouldn't change if I, like, had a theme running event. I wouldn't, like, get into it then.
0: The point is that this... (laughs) <laughs> Mudrun is Freddy's brainchild.
1: Freddy's brainchild.
0: And Freddy, in spite of sharing a workplace with Eliza and Henry and Charmonique and uh, Henry's assistant, whose name I can't remember. <laughs>
1: Charlie. Mary, um,
0: Has not really done a lot of work-related anything. Like, he's in the meetings, but hmm. he doesn't say anything. So yeah. the fact that this is, like, his brainchild, this is his idea, is a pretty big change. Mm-hmm. He is also the one to rip up the 10K poster <laughs> Which apparently they're going to do every year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, yes, come up, Freddie, for the annual ripping of the 10K poster. And And Henry's like, I'm I'm sorry, did you say we're going to do that every year?
0: (laughs) That would have made it funnier is if it was more obviously Henry on the poster.
1: Yes, yes. Because like if you were listening earlier, you'd be like, oh, that's Henry. But I think it would have have been funnier if it was like actually him.
0: Um, Henry hates to partake in the use of slang contractions, (laughs) but... Uh, isn't this a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it?
1: Yeah. So Freddie's gung-ho about it, and uh, Sam is totally on board with it. And so that is what they're doing. And then um, Sam says something like, oh, if if, you, if this is too much for you, you don't want to do it, you can sign up in some other way, you know. And Eliza says she's going to sign up to bring refreshments because they give you 300 bucks, and she just takes a bunch of snacks from the break room and then pockets the money.
0: Which, look, if you work in a corporate office like that, there are a lot of refreshments just always lying around. Not a bad idea.
1: You just take, like, the whole water jug.
0: No, I mean, like, there will be, like, bottles of water and, like, cases of pop and stuff. It's, like, not atypical. Like, for free? Yeah, for the office.
1: You just take it?
0: I mean, it depends on where you work, but it's not outside of, like, the realm of imagination. Um, There's a brief little snippet, which I wish... There had been more of in which mm-hmm. Eliza and Freddie interact. Yeah, and he's kind of like, like being flirty and like talking dirty to her. She, yeah. I think he calls her "sex face," which is gross. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ooh. but uh. then
0: she's like, "Freddie, I thought we were—I thought we were getting serious. You know, it can't mm-hmm. just all be like sex talk." Yeah, and then he points out that he bought the matinee tickets to Pippin,
1: <laughs> which Eliza is not thrilled with. She doesn't even understand what he's talking about. But apparently that is what Freddie thinks of as being, like, serious.
0: Which is... It's not not serious.
1: No, I guess it not. It
0: sounds nice. Sure. I would love to, to watch the matinee showing of a musical.
1: Have you ever seen Pippin?
0: No. Is it bad?
1: No, I don't know. I haven't either. <laughs> I think it's a dance thing, isn't it?
0: Uh, I mean, many musicals have <laughs> dances in them.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And then... Freddie says something like, is this something that Henry said? Like, I don't know about them being more serious or something. Because he says something like, I don't know if our relationship can survive if you're always, like, taking Henry's assignments, I think is what he calls them.
0: And then Eliza's like, that's not true. Hold on. I need to take this call. I need to talk to my sister like Henry assigned me to do. Yeah. Something (laughs) along those lines.
1: So So, Freddie leaves this interaction kind of being like, Henry, like, he's annoyed about Henry. And then immediately goes to him getting on an elevator with Henry, who's still mad about the 10K being changed into a mud run.
0: Um, Sam Saperstein is also there. He does this whole like contenders announcement thing where he's like yeah. in this corner, in that corner. Um, this I need a spot like this. I need to add this to my list that I keep forgetting about, which is that he calls Henry, and I quote, an Asian import. Yes, uh, and Henry says, actually, sir, I was born in Van nu- Van, nu- Van Nuys. I think there are like half a dozen, and I keep losing track, uh, half a dozen other instances of Asian characters re, or rather, not reaffirming, but affirming that they were, in fact, born and raised in the United States. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and one of them is the uh, Japanese um, G.I. in Captain America, the First Avenger. Hmm. The G.I. with the mustache looks at him and says, oh, we're just taking anyone now. And then he responds, like, I was born in Fresno, Ace. Um, And it's just, anyway, there are a lot of examples of that. Hmm. I wrote a blog post about it many, many years ago.
1: Yeah. You didn't include this one, though. No, I didn't. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he's like doing this whole thing. And then he's like, and in the other corner, Freddie's like Italian-Canadian?
0: He's an Adonis carved out of Italian-Canadian
1: marble. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Anyway, so Sam is, like, really leaning into this whole idea that that these two guys are, like, the main contenders for this mud run. And then there's this whole bit where he talks about how, like... Oh, Freddie talks about how you have to switch up your exercise to, like, shock your body. You then... you
0: do have to do that. Sure. I mean, it's like when... Nom- a good way to like lose weight when you're running is you do, um, what is it called? It's kind of like you sprint for three minutes or like, so you sprint for a minute and then you rest and then you like just like a jog for like five minutes and then you sprint for it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, I can't I know.
0: remember what it's called, but it's very funny because Sam Saprissine is just like talking about how he's gonna surprise his body and then like <laughs> starts doing push ups and he's yeah. like, Oh, I, I bet you didn't expect that. He's just doing push-ups in the elevator, and then Freddie starts doing
1: squats. (laughs) And then they're kind of looking at Henry, like, come on, Henry, join in. And he just starts, like, doing jumping jacks, and then he's like, bonjour, bloodstream. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you weren't expecting that. (laughs) And and Freddie's like, do you speak French to your bloodstream? (laughs) <laughs> that was one that I did not catch that until like the fourth time I watched it, I and was I was like, really surprised. A whole little thing
0: that like the elevators didn't open at <laughs> <Like> it. It <laughs> would have been funnier, yeah. Just like all exercising in this hilarious like the camera sort of like in the corner, like yeah. top down.
1: Oh man, yeah, that would have been very funny if it just like opened up and like the whole office was there. So there's that whole bit. Apparently, this whole thing came up because Henry still has not signed up for the mud run. So Sam and Freddie are kind of just like, you got to do the mud run. Like, you got to just do it.
0: So we find out that Bethany's Instagram handle is bestiny underscore dually. Yeah.
1: How do we feel about that? I feel not good about it.
0: Well, why?
1: I don't know. But I, I don't know.
0: You Your handle could be best underscore larder.
1: Like I'm the best larder? Yeah. I don't hate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Destiny, just as uh, Whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's her Instagram. And so we get Eliza's take on Bethany's life through her Instagram feed, which is, like, very basic white girl kind of stuff.
0: I mean, you would know.
1: I would know. I know.
0: And But there's also this really short snippet of a flashback of her and Bethany as little girls. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's sort of filmed in, like, that classic kind of, like, almost like a 90s film quality.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, like, it feels kind of dated. Yeah, yeah. Like like it's
1: on, like, VHS.
0: But I was, like, really impressed by that. Like, it came out of nowhere. It didn't Mm. seem like the kind of thing that would show up on a show like this. Because it also, I think that imbued it with a lot of, like, emotional resonance, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was... Yeah, we got like our first little flashback of them as like children, children. And then over this, we kind of hear about what Eliza perceives to be Bethany's life now, which is basically that it's like perfect. So she has like a lovely husband and she's got all of these friends who look just like her and they like do brunch together or whatever. And it's very like curated, you know, her whole feed. And so this is it seems to be the only way that Eliza knows about her sister, though, is because she follows her on Instagram. Like, they're not really in contact.
0: Bethany does show up at the front door. It is an actor who I do not recognize from anything.
1: Nope. Just probably someone who looks like Aaron Gillen a little bit.
0: And Eliza had cleaned up her apartment, lets (laughs) her in with some reticence, and is sort of going on about her own accolades. She she is, like, the top salesperson. Um, She got, like, a bonus because of that. She has a super hot boyfriend. She befriended a working mom. That last bit I don't love. Yeah. Um, But all of this appears to be upended, I guess, by Bethany's news.
1: Yes. So Bethany lets Eliza talk for like 30 seconds. And then she's just like, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby. And then she was like, you're going to be the aunt to the baby that I'm going to have. And Eliza's just like, oh, okay. Like, that was the whole purpose of you coming over here.
0: Having watched this episode so many times, do you think that Bethany comes across as like sincere and genuine?
1: Uh, at some times I think she does and at other times she doesn't. She's very confusing to me. Okay, so like one line that she says as she comes in the door, she's like, oh, your place. uh, It is so you. And Eliza takes it as like, what do you mean by that? And I feel like I'm a little more on Eliza's side. Like you could take it as she just means like, oh, it's very you, you know, but it comes across as like, a little judgy it's kind of like so i also have an older sister and she knows the story so this is not like new but we went to take like a class together where we both were doing like lettering you know like hand lettering you mean like calligraphy kind of like calligraphy but like not the official version and so we were there for a while and i was working on something and it was not that good but it was like the end of the night and so i was like okay whatever so i was like okay like we can go now. I think this is as good as it's going to get. And she just goes, oh, well, if you're happy with that, which she did not mean in a mean way. (laughs) But it was kind of that tone, you know, when Eliza's sister says, like, oh, it's so you. But I think it's just an older sister thing. Like, they can't help it. Hmm. Do you do that to your brothers, or is it only a sister thing?
0: I do not do it to my brothers. How do you know? I love them. (laughs)
1: Ouch, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I think you can say things and genuinely mean them in a nice way and it still sounds chadgy. Do you know what I mean?
0: I, I mean I'm just gonna have to take your word for it.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, Eliza's sister is really really just there to tell her that she's pregnant.
0: That's not a bad reason no, to visit it's someone. Not.
1: And it does seem like maybe she's made an attempt before, but this time she was, like, very insistent about it because she wanted to make sure that Eliza heard the news from her and not, like, on Instagram.
0: Back in Henry's office, Henry is stalking Freddy, I guess. That's – he insists he's not stalking. He's doing research. He's reading up on his rival Mm -hmm. um, or his frenemy, as he (laughs) says. What I think is very funny is that he's watching, like, a clip – of a mud run that Freddie has gone on, yeah. but it's like scored by Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Which was like not even contemporary when this episode came out.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Like that that album came out like a while ago.
1: So he's looking. It's like Freddie's Facebook or something.
0: I think it's on YouTube.
1: It's on YouTube. Anyway, so he's he's watching videos of Freddie. Then Eliza comes in and she's like, mm, "Are you stalking Freddie?" And he says, "Like, no, I'm I'm what do you say? I'm studying him." While he's watching the video, he's also just muttering to himself, I'm going to die out there. I'm going to die out there. So he does not feel great about his odds with this mud run.
0: And Eliza sort of muses on the fact that, like, you know, if you guys didn't hate each other so much, I think you would like each other. You should ask him for help because he would be happy to help you.
1: Henry's kind of like, No, I'm not going to ask for help. Like, everyone knows we're frenemies. I'm not going to do that. And then Eliza turns his words around on him and says something like, Sometimes challenging people come into our lives for a reason.
0: So we cut to the wilderness.
1: Yeah, like the LA mountains.
0: Yeah, the outback of Los Angeles. I didn't
1: realize how mountainy LA was until I went. It's pretty mountainous. (laughs) Mountainous. That's and, it. That's all
0: uh, I had to say. <laughs> Freddie and Henry are sort of like in exercise apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Freddie's like, Alright, before we start, we're gonna do like a little bit of like a salutation. We're gonna like center our minds and our bodies, and Henry's like, Oh, okay, this sounds nice, actually. Yeah. And Freddie's like, Alright, kneel down. And Henry's like, Oh, right here <laughs> in the dirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the whole salutation is basically just Henry saying like Or not Henry. Well, Freddie's saying, and then Henry's supposed to repeat back to him, like, help me, Freddie. I am weak. I need you. Says something like, my spirit is old, and yours is at its peak. And Henry's just like, okay, no, like, I'm not going to do that. And then Freddie says, oh, I'm just messing with you.
0: This feels... This made me wish it was, like, 30 minutes. Like, at 20 minutes, I feel like they really rush through a lot
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: because right after this, they're little sort of like trading together. It seems like, I don't know if it was one session. I don't know if it was multiple sessions, yeah. but all of a sudden it is the day of the race already. Yeah. And Henry decided, sorry, Eliza decided not to pocket the 300 bucks and pilfer the, um, lunchroom. She has actually, uh, purchased a keg. <laughs> Uh, not of Gatorade, but of Miller Lite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, light Light, on the calories. (laughs) Um, and also, like, pastries and stuff.
1: Pastries and, like, hot Cheetos and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And I really wished, because, again, my my memory of these episodes is so hazy, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be the kind of thing where everyone sort of, like, and I'm putting quotes around this, hydrated on alcohol, (laughs) and then went to run this race.
1: But they all seem to know better.
0: Right, because, uh... Bethany then shows up, and she's like, well, just in case, I brought waters, water and bananas.
1: Okay, but she brought a basket of water. There were like six waters in there. It kind of annoyed me. Because so I was like, why even do it at all if you can only bring drinks for six people at like a that, corporate rate, really race? your
0: opinion? Why do it at all if you're yeah. only helping a few people?
1: Hmm, <laughs> why do you, why do you do things like that? <laughs> it just, they made it seem like she was like saving the day by bringing water, but like it was hey, still hey, not enough water. Why are
0: you helping a few people? You might as well not help any of them. <laughs> just
1: don't help any, if that's all you're gonna do. Okay, Evan. anyway. You don't, you didn't see that? Did someone else bring water? Like, is this really who, who all cares? the water? What? Like... I care. So Eliza's feeling upstaged again, anyway, because everyone prefers Bethany's basket of treats. Instead of, all the stuff that she brought,
0: and at the finish line, Henry is um, sort of pointing out the fact that Freddie has been favoring his right knee, so his left knee must be weaker.
1: Yeah, like as they're starting in the race, he's trying to get in his head, basically.
0: Hey, are are you trying to are you trying to get into my head through my knee?
1: <laughs> Classic Freddy, Yeah. So then they get into like a little battle of words at the starting line and then freddie says to henry well you just added another obstacle to your race me so they're starting the race acknowledging that they are back to being frenemies
0: and if it wasn't obvious to our listeners both those who have watched this episode and those who have not there's a pretty strong parallel between these two rivalries that are taking place Mm -hmm. um but it's it is a little unbalanced because we don't know where Bethany is coming from.
1: True. Yeah.
0: We don't get a lot of, like, her intentions or her wants and needs and desires. I think the closest we ever get to that is at one point at one of the rest stops. She's talking to Charmonique, and she has apparently agreed to name to give her baby the middle name Charmonique. <laughs> yeah. Which I think was the most suspicious thing she does in this entire episode.
1: Huh. Yeah. So is she just like a super people pleaser? Bethany, I mean.
0: Uh, Eliza shows up and like basically shuts her down and tells her that she's awful and horrible <laughs> and always trying to upstage her, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Bethany promptly leaves.
1: Yeah. Well, after Eliza says something like, congratulations on making another human who's going to think you're better than me. Talking about her baby. And then Raj says, wow, you really stuck it to that kind, generous pregnant woman.
0: Classic Raj. Classic Raj. Really (laughs) sort of like
1: (laughs) He's just always sort of there.
0: (laughs) How late he's introduced. He has a lot of bit parts, which is like kinda nice.
1: Yeah. Also when when Freddie and Henry were arguing, they try to like bring Raj in and he's like, Please don't involve me in your conflict, which I thought was funny because he's the HR guy. (laughs) isn't conflict his thing?
0: Yeah, but he doesn't want to get involved.
1: That would be like if he had said like, please
0: don't allow, please don't ask me to mediate your conflict. <laughs> yeah, that would have been maybe funny. a little different. Yeah. That is his job.
1: It would have been kind of funny though. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Bethany leaves. Eliza's still there. Freddie and Henry are running the race.
0: There, there's a lot of just them like crawling through the mud to sort of like add a little bit of levity. At one point, Larry passes out.
1: <laughs> but, well, he just kind of like quits. Yeah. Can't um, go and anymore.
0: henry leaps over a wall of some sort and lands knee-deep in some kind of watery muck
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he had mud
1: <laughs> it's a mud, mud. run <laughs> Same thing. okay anyway carry on carry on
0: um and he can't see freddy anywhere and he's kind of like how fast is freddy that i can't see him anymore and then there's like a predator-esque moment I don't know, there must be some kind of movie that references this where like he arises mm-hmm. from the mud.
1: Yeah, so Freddie arises from the mud and basically just tackles Henry. I didn't take good notes on the actual action of this. I'm more focused on the
0: They're more just like afterwards. grabbing each other around the waists and like I guess like baptizing each other.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to describe it, yeah.
0: And then also at one point Henry swings at Freddy and Freddie sort of catches his fist like it's a kung fu movie.
1: <laughs> yeah so they get into this fight and then they like stop physically fighting for a minute and then they just start like yelling at each other about like why they're so angry at each other so freddie accuses henry of interfering with his relationship with eliza he's always making her question him he's always undermining him and making him feel inferior and then which henry, is yeah. i think
0: all very valid yeah
1: I think so. I Henry mean, it's Henry has said no from the secret. beginning that yeah.
0: Freddy is, like, bad for Eliza. Yeah. And I think it's notab- It's it's important to note that this isn't lost on Freddie. Like, I don't think Eliza's yeah. ever told him that, like, Henry thinks you're bad for me, et cetera, but he's kind That's of just, like, picked that. up the vibe.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, he, he hears Henry through Eliza almost, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure Eliza says things that he's like, hmm, that sounds like something that Henry would say. So he picked up that, like, Henry has a lot of influence over Eliza.
0: And Henry's saying that, like, you're always picking on me because of my age.
1: Yeah. And, and my bow ties. And besmirching his neckwear. Which, it, I, yeah, it feels a little uneven. Like, it seems like, actually, in this situation, Freddie has more to be mad about.
0: Yeah. Because Freddie's really only dragging Henry because of the things that Henry has already done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so then Freddie ends by saying, like, basically calling him out. And he's like, you're just insanely jealous of my body and my girl and my hair henry yeah henry kind of was like no, I'm, I'm fine like i'm not jealous of you but
0: there's then a cut because this is really going back and forth between the two conflicts these two relationships we're back at eliza's apartment and bethany is there and she's just throwing stuff around <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and she says i'm putting your apartment back to the way it was before i tidied up this morning so this is Okay, just, I'm confused about the time now. Is this all the same day that she just told her that she was pregnant? Or is this another day?
0: I believe this is the second day.
1: Okay. I'm trying to remember if they're, like, wearing the same outfits. This feels
0: really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disjointed? Like, too tight as far as the timeline? But in my mind, they find out about the Mud Run, excuse me, on a Monday. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And it happens, like, on Saturday? That's when
0: they reconnect. Um, Bethany shows up on a Friday, and the run takes place on a Saturday.
1: So Bethany came back two days in a row?
0: No, like, Bethany shows up on, like, a Thursday or a Friday.
1: Oh, and she's staying over? Yes. She's staying at Eliza's. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't think of it that she was staying over. But, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. What were we saying about Bethany Eliza?
0: Well, we find out that the reason um, Eliza's parents didn't pay as much attention to her is because they were getting a divorce.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is back. Yeah, this is back in Eliza's apartment. And yeah, what does Eliza say that brings it up? She says something like. Yeah, yeah. She's talking about how, you know, there were no pictures of her, I think, was what she brings up again. And Bethany's like, well, yeah, because our parents were going through a divorce. And then Eliza says something like, "Well, it just feels like, the moment I was born, the family started falling apart." She thinks that that's why Bethany left.
0: And Bethany's like, "Yeah, I went to college yeah, for I, four years." Yeah, Eliza was like, like, "For four a years." Thing.
1: And Bethany's like, "Yeah, that's that's how long college takes."
0: But I, I mean, like, as as funny as it is to kind of like have Bethany pick apart or justify, explain all of the reasons that Eliza feels the way that she does, um, I think that does happen. Like, it might make sense, but, like, in the moment, like, while you're living it, it feels awful. And so, like, I really, I think I really sympath- sympathize with Eliza here.
1: Yeah. and I, I mean, I think you're supposed to just sympathize with Eliza there, but... I think it was it was important for Eliza to be able to say it because I kind of got the feeling that this is like something that Eliza has like lived with her entire life but never said it. So I think it was important for her to say it and then have Bethany like kind of refute it and be like, "Yeah, I can see why you felt that way, but it's not true basically. Like it wasn't your fault."
0: And then Bethany also says that, "Hey, um we're not we're not kids anymore." Mm. Like like uh, sort of like this idea of like fighting and having these petty squabbles that's something that children do but we're mm-hmm. not we're not kids like we're adults we can we can like deal with this and yeah. they hug and then there's like it's back to that flashback that i mentioned with that you know very stylized mm-hmm. um which again i thought like i thought was very effective if not a little unexpected and a tiny bit jarring but it, like i really liked it
1: yeah so okay so they're back in the boardroom and. Uh, Henry and Freddie are both, like, very scraped up in their faces, and uh, they're sitting next to each other in the boardroom. Oh,
0: it! we should mention the fact that before we go back to Eliza and Bethany, Henry and Freddie, do we go i guess they mm-hmm. say, like, we're not kids anymore, it's back to the race— Um, We see Freddy and Henry running side by side, and they both cross the finish line at the same exact Mm -hmm. time.
1: Yes, okay. So So when
0: we we cut to them, they're all bruised, but it turns out that they have tied.
1: They tied, yeah. (coughs) Um... Like
0: in Rocky 1. Yes. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Rocky. I haven't.
1: I have not either. But anyway, yeah, so they tied. And then Sam Safestine says, you know, Henry and Freddy's petty rivalry paved the way for an upset. So then we find out that they tied, but they, they tied for second.
0: And and who was it that got first place?
1: It was Charmonique.
0: Uh, who, I guess, embodies kind of like a slow and steady wins the race mm-hmm. tortoise versus hare kind of thing. Yes. Because there are flashbacks to her running the race, and she's really just power-walking, power-walking the whole it. thing.
1: Yeah, So Charmonique won. She's very excited. It also kind of uh, is a little reference back to Um, at some point during, well, yeah, during the race, Bethany tells Charmonique, like, you can do it, you know? And Eliza's kind of like, if you knew Charmonique at all, you'd know that she actually probably can't do it, you know?
0: And she's probably going to hurt herself crying.
1: So Bethany was right. Anyway, so Charmonique wins the race. Henry and Freddie come in second, and they tie, and they seem to have squashed their rivalry. They're probably still not friends, but they, like, worked through something
0: out there. And there's a little moment that you spotlit weeks and weeks ago which is that eliza blows a kiss in their Mm -hmm. direction
1: yeah and they both put their hands up like they're gonna like catch it it's funny though because it's like henry realizes like oh that wasn't for me so he just keeps his fist up there like he's just doing like a little (laughs) victory fist pump which i thought was very funny
0: (laughs) like a say anything kind of moment sure is that the movie like with like john (laughs) cusack
1: john cusack is in that yeah maybe
0: it's something else
1: but anyway it's funny he's trying to like kind of save it like no I wasn't trying to catch that I was just doing this little victory fist pump and then the way the episode ends is that Eliza looks at her phone and she's thinking to herself you know after all these years of following my big sister around she's finally following me back and her sister just now started following her on Instagram which seems like she'd have to be intentionally not following her on Instagram you know
0: yeah, that. Like, how do you hmm. not
1: follow someone in your family on Instagram?
0: Does your whole family follow you?
1: <laughs> well, I share an Instagram account with my sisters. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. It's fine.
0: Um, and to sort of to sort of hammer home the idea that Eliza is like a new person, um, she's willing to patch up old relationships. She's uh, grown. Uh, the episode ends with her calling her mother. Yeah who she also presumably has not been in touch with for quite some time.
1: Yeah, because she's telling everyone that they were lost at sea.
0: And that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. Seems like a, again, seems like a weird episode to precede the finale with. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I feel like this is part of what led to so many people being mad when it was canceled is this feeling that they were just like, they were opening up all of these potential storylines, you know, and then it, it, like, almost makes it worse when they're just like, and it's done.
0: Right. We're done you know, here. because it's
1: like we're just getting, like, all of this depth and stuff like that. And then you're like, what, what, what? Like, you feel like you're just getting to know them and then it's like, okay, and canceled. Yeah. I, I did, I liked it. I liked the addition of Eliza's sister. I thought it, it made Eliza more sympathetic. And I liked I liked the stuff with uh, Freddie and Henry. I thought it was funny. And also it was like, kind of good to get it out in the open because you kind of wonder you're like how does Freddie feel about like henry being so involved in eliza's life and so you kind of find out
0: yeah i guess it really builds up kind of this like will they won't they like love triangle kind of thing between the three of them and like if that was ever going to be successful Mm -hmm. i think we needed to get to know Freddie more
1: yeah yeah and and yeah just get to know where he stands like how much he's aware of because i feel like up to this point it's been like well whatever freddie doesn't care because he's just like you know breezy living his life but like he's paying more attention than i think the viewers probably give him credit
0: yeah keep it breezy yeah
1: yeah episode 13 is next it's
0: crazy well next week actually
1: are we talking about next week are we in the outro oh shoot you know what do the outro
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, so the listeners already heard um my very fair and balanced views on mud runs and whether or not they are terrible. What are your opinions about mud runs?
0: You're asking our listeners.
1: No, I'm asking you, Evan. Also our listeners. You can also chime in.
0: I mean, like, a mud run, I think that if I did it, I would feel very accomplished, and that's nice. I like Hmm. to feel accomplished.
1: Okay. But, like, being muddy gives you more of a feeling of accomplishment? I don't think
0: it's... I don't think it's so much the mud. I think it's just that, like, it's... uh, a challenge physically grueling rigorous course hmm.
1: but like why does it have to be muddy
0: so that when you're done you're not just a sweaty man and or woman <laughs> or other you people there's a like physical evidence that you've mm.
1: done it. I, th- I think you nailed it there yeah
0: and what and the reason that there's mud is because you can take a photo and be like oh i was on a mud run yeah, i did the no. tough mudder instead of just like look i'm a sweaty man And then people would be like, oh, but why are you sweaty? Were you sitting in a sauna? Were you, (laughs) you know, running a 10K?
1: I think you nailed it. I think it's the the physical evidence. That's why people like to do color runs, too, which I also think are dumb. Yeah, so that was the end of the episode. (laughs) Hot take on mud runs. Um, Next week, we will be giving more information about how I feel about different things that people choose to do to stay in shape. Also, we'll be talking more about this episode.
0: We're just going to really pick apart... Because um, this was more of a recap mm-hmm. and a review. We're going to be really, I think, delving into uh, Freddie and Henry. And also, just the idea, for me anyway, of like how family members um, reveal more about us.
1: Mm. That's good. I have to remember that. If you
0: have your own hot takes on Mud Runs, <laughs> how about you tweet at us at Pod?
1: Yes, please do.
0: And you can also send us an email at SelfieValuationPodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes. You can also... <laughs> I was going to say you could go to our um, website, but I have a feeling that's not in existence really anymore. Or it's, uh, it's, it's in a, a state of uh, the past perpetually living in the past Is that correct
0: please stay tuned <laughs> however you found this podcast yeah you can keep finding our podcast at this place we have new episodes every tuesday every
1: tuesday yeah oh also happy new year because this one ah, came out on to new year it. i was just gonna say it uh, happy say, 2019 okay. okay wait no let's say it at the same time <laughs> okay okay wait what are we gonna say happy new i year? thought we were gonna say happy new year okay happy new year three two one okay. happy new year okay Three, two, one. Two, Happy, one. Happy 2019. <laughs> oh Why would
0: you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're coming to pretty close to the end of this podcast. Um, but I think it's cool to say that this short run of this podcast lasted for two years. I think that's very significant. Oh,
1: yeah. That's true. That's nice. Ah, if we'd started in 2019, it could have been two decades. Two decades of this podcast. Oh, wow. Ah, we mistimed it. Oh, well. What's done is done. Happy New Year.
0: (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone.